Okay. Jazz, guys in the back there, if you can just pull guys in, that'd be amazing. We can get started. And, uh, yo, it's hot in here again. Amazing. Just have to stop. Okay, so pull in, there's a bunch of blankets over here, actually quite nice blankets actually, and uh, Aiden, if you has it. Okay, so Rochelle has it. Okay, uh, Tinas, I'm calling you by name. Tunis, this is the Lord speaking. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Come inside. <laughs> oh, Bubsy. Uh, Abigail, where are you? Uh, and if, if the parents feel like... Okay. Okay. okay, cool. So Welcome. It's good to have you, James. Love you, man. How's it? You're going the wrong way. Got to come this way. Awkward. Awkies. <laughs> so, um, Aiden is a very, very good friend of mine. Uh, yo, Aiden Rochelle and their four amazing daughters over there. Hello, Skylar. Woohoo! Skylar's like, yeah! And so I just want Aiden just to open in prayer for us tonight. Um, we've walked oh, many years in Sunningdale, and very cool guy. Love him lots, love his heart, and actually love his family as well. We try to as much as we can together. And so thanks for opening in prayer for us, bud. Yeah, Father, thank you for another week that we get to be here and be united as saints with a common goal and a common vision and a common heart. And just would you be here tonight as we just share a meal and just share testimony of the things you've done in and around this congregation, particularly in within the greater body of the church. And would you just present yourself here tonight, even though it's not the most formal of setting, just the word says we're two or more gathered, there you are. And we just pray that you'd be here, that you'd manifest yourself and just the spirit in whichever way you choose through testimony and just the sharing of what's happened and what's what we have to look forward to for the future. So, your Father God, bless the many hands that prepared meals and, um, yeah, just the fruits of our bodies, our time together, uh, and just, would you just really, really be here? Uh, I, I came so expectant of, for something to happen tonight, and um, I said to my wife this morning, I, I, I'm really excited to go to church, uh, which is uncommon for me, because that's not something, something I do. And, um, yeah, Father, with that expectant heart, would you just, would you be here, Father? Would you, would you impart something in us for the rest of this week, for the rest of this month, and the rest of this year based on what is said tonight, Father? Would you, would you impart vision and just longevity to keep running the race you're running for the rest of this year, that we start well and we finish well? Yeah, thank you, Father. Amen. Thanks, Appreciate it. Amazing. Sure. So welcome. Welcome, Lance and Sue. Amazing couple. Um, do you want to say something, Lance? you want to start hobbling along? Come on, say something. I know. So Lance and Sue uh, were with us on our LTIP team in Sunningdale for many years, and they're currently Malawians, which is amazing. And so, lucky to have you guys. Sue, lucky to have you guys join us tonight. And he has preached here before, so whoever didn't recognize him, my bad on you guys. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So there's a story that 10 years ago, there was an older elder that gave Brett a hard time. Oh. I'm sorry, but it was me. <laughs> but, <laughs> it says we should confess our sin publicly and get healed. But really, yeah, it was a privilege to serve Brett and Abby when they led Sunnydale. And since then, we've relocated to Malawi. This is the beginning of our fourth year there, which is starting slower than planned because I hurt my knee. And I'm waiting to get that sorted. And But we're up there on behalf of 412. Uh, there are about 150-something churches that partner into 412 in the country of Malawi and just into the border into Mozambique. So 
Our main role there is to equip those, those elders, pastors, deacons. What is healthy church? And bring them to a place where together we can be just one church across the nations, just changing the way the church is and the way God, Jesus you know, desires us to be as a church. So we're loving what we do. Life there is different to here. And um, so it's just good to be back. And you guys know Lily G. Because she came back last year after spending a few months with us. And I just want to say thank you for releasing her. Thanks again for her to coming. Because we cannot do there what we need to do without you guys. It's that simple. I can't model worship in a congregation when it's just Sue and me. I need you guys to come there by the car load and sing. So they can go, oh, that's what Lance is trying to tell us about worship or prayer or generosity or hospitality or flowing in the gifts or praying for the sick or speaking in tongues. All these things that you do here that the guys don't have, but then they know they're missing something, but they don't know what they're missing. And they're saying, Lance, just teach us what we don't know. But when you come and you flow in your gifts, it models something of the life of, of the life of Jesus into the church, you know. So you're always welcome. Anytime, any day, just get on the lady and she'll bring you up. So, <laughs> it's good to be here for your birthday. Thanks for involving us. Amazing. And then Leslie and um, Melanie from Mossel Bay are here. They just drove in today. So lucky to have you guys visiting us tonight. Very, very cool. Um, I'm going to forget your names again. I'm going to remember. Welcome to you guys as well. KB and Valentine, very lucky to have you guys with us. And uh, they just don't tell anyone you came with Lance and Sue, or especially Lance. You can say Sue. I'm just kidding. Love you, Lance. Got you back, eh? And so um, is there anyone else that's new for the first time? I, mean, I try to scan beforehand, but it, I think everybody is pretty much here. So welcome. Lucky to have you. Um, uh, the kids, we're going to try to keep the kids in as long as possible, but the teachers are ready if things go pear-shaped. And, and so just we wanted to do a family thing. We don't want it to be too long and just yeah, celebrate 10 years as a congregation, which is amazing. And so God is good. Um, <clears throat> what it does say is we're all getting old. <laughs> 10 years is like a decade. This church is, and we planted out of Sunningdale, actually. Lance was on the team with us that planted out, and it's amazing just what God is doing, you know. And so uh, we're very excited. So we want to just start with testimonies or whatever. Uh, but before we do that, we went to, hello, young man. How are you doing? You want to say something in the microphone? Are you sure? <laughs> we almost got him. He's like, woo! And so, you're a cutie pie, you know that. Um, so I wanted to say thank you to the guys that came to Durnville Central this morning. What a flippin' legit morning. I must say, I, I was just saying to someone tonight, I'm not actually fit to do two services in a row, so I need to get my fitness levels up. Man, it was awesome. And thank you guys for coming. You guys, I think you guys actually shifted them as a congregation. All the words... Uh, there were healings, were we trusting for healings, uh, unforgiveness issues, what else happened? There was, yeah, there was a bunch of stuff that happened. And then we met with the leaders afterwards, or some of the leaders, we had lunch with them, spoken to the life of the church, and uh, um, do you want to wear my glasses now, dude? Welcome to. Oh, yeah, you look like a cool dude. Yeah. Woo. Good looker. So just Lobola, start Lobola now, because it's like super cute, you know what I'm saying? I, I want them back at the end of the service, young man, okay, no, just kidding. Um, and so thank you for coming. I think we really ha- uh, left a, a great deposit in them. So yeah, really appreciate you guys' time. And it is amazing that we're one family across the city, which is great. So thank you for that. Awesome. Uh, let's start with Adam. Where, I saw you. Adam, where are you? Do you want to come in? Because Adam and Vanessa planted... This congregation in the coffee shop when it wasn't as cool as this 10 years ago. And uh, um, do, you want, do you want to use this or that? Yeah, I'll use that. And uh, yeah, I just thought it would be cool to have him kick us off. Hey. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. So, yeah, we were um, serving with Brett's team in Sunningdale. And um, we'd previously been part of the morning congregation here with Will and Pam. Um, Back in the day. Some of you remember back in the day. And then we were in Sunningdale. We'd been serving there for about 11 months. And Andrew says to me one day, have you ever 
Does anyone, have you ever thought about planting? I said, people have said it to me. It wasn't something I was... <laughs> I said, do you have something in mind? He said, well, he said, this thing of Edgemead PM's come up again, and your name came up, and what do you think? And um, I said, well, do you think I can do it? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, <laughs> conservative, yes. Um, <laughs> three years later, we actually did a church planters course and found out we're not at all suited to church planting. <laughs> Uh, but at the time, it seemed like a really great idea, and so um, so we went for it. We, we were given two communities worth of people, which amounted to 34 folk, including kids. We hadn't met them all. Um, the, the the gathering was the Saturday before we planted, and we're still on the stage. They've prayed for us, um, and Brett and I had just come from a wedding. We'd done bridge, um, what's his name, Ruach's wedding. We'd just come from that in a hurry. So we stood on stage and Vanessa says to me, as, the, as Andrew invites up the guys we're going to plant with us, Vanessa says to me, there's a guy with a fro. <laughs> Who's now our close neighbor, Francois, who lives up the road. Um, and then we're like, there's a guy with one leg. Like we hadn't met these people yet. And um, well, they're now our very good friends, Andy, you know. And um, so... The thing Andrew always said about sending guys out to plant was if one person gets saved, it's worth it. And I was actually, I had a Facebook reminder come up yesterday, which was the 12th, which is the day we planted, it was the 12th. And I'd written something, blah, 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 you know, I probably thought I was quite clever at the time. But the thing I noticed from what I'd written was someone got saved the first night. I'm like, how cool is that? The, the legacy is that people have continually been saved and for 10 years this has been a place where people can meet Jesus and and if that happens it's worth it so whatever it costs or whatever you know people put in loads of people here have sacrificed people have been sent out from here as well it's been amazing but at the end of the day people met Jesus and that's the most important thing yeah amazing so thank you for your obedience eh, as a family and just being willing. I mean, Andrew did the same thing to me. He was like, you're the best of the worst case scenarios for something now. Good luck, you know. And so you gen- it seems like a general theme that, you know, and uh, we're still standing. So that's good. Um, anyone else want to just share what God's done? We just want to spend a few moments before maybe before we do it. Let's I just want to read a psalm for us. Psalm 105 from verses 1 to 5. It says, this, I give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. And tonight we want to do that. We want to make known his deeds among the people. Sing to him, sing praises to him, which we'll do a little bit later before we eat. Tell him of all the wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek Lord in his strength. Seek his presence continuously. Remember the wondrous works that he has done. His miracles and his judgments that he's uttered. And I think that's the heart of tonight. We want to just be reminded. And so even if you've just joined us and God's done something in you, or you are one of the founding pillar members of this congregation and everything in between, if God's done something, just come and give him praise and glory and honor. It's about him tonight. It's not about us. It is about the food though. That food does look delicious. And it's like, I'm looking at it all the time, which is not a good thing for me. Um, but let's just do that and feel free. There's a mic over there and uh, I'm going to open it up. Whoa, yes, I'm so glad people came. Jody and Candice. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, like one person's excited. Thanks, babe. (laughs) About three months after, um, so we were at AM as well. And I go way back. (laughs) And um, we thought, okay, let's check it out. And the guys met. And and when, at that time, I think for some time after that, we met at Ed's place for Com. The whole church met on a Wednesday in, in this lounge, full over into a dining room area. And I just realized now, I mean, back then we, uh, I think Liam was just born. Um, and I've, I've grown up sort of away from my family. And I've realized this 10 years was, is the longest continuous time, besides my own immediate family, that I'm with family. Like, and, and it's just that scripture that God says it, it, it takes the lonely into family. So I do have family. And they um, but just how with my, my parents was in, jo- were in Joburg and Candace's folks were in Kimberley. But we've never really, we've missed them as family, but we've always had 
um, aunties and uncles and, you know, like uh, babysitters is a bonus. Um, and, uh, yeah, and just the way, you know, that we, we spent a, long, a lot of time praying and crying and like you would in a family and things got messy and there was change. And, but, um, but really just that, that feeling of being knitted into something and, and watching, it's a, we, we've seen, we've always been told that we're going to be like a nursery um, where, you know, we'll, new, 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 new plants would come and they'd sort of grow. But the, the idea was not for them to stay, but for them to be planted out. So that was a word that, that Vanessa and Adam got very early. And, and it's tough. It's tough always seeing the, you build these strong relationships and they go. Um, but the beauty is that we can go anywhere. We can go to the UK, to New Zealand, to and we'd have that family extends and, and, and is across there. So I'm, I, I'm excited. I think the, the, the more we grow, I mean, we probably double, triple, four times the size. Um, and it's, it's good knowing that you know, what God is doing here, it's sort of like knitting us together. So when we take over the world, <laughs> we'll have some family everywhere. And it's, it's just you, like uh, Brett was saying this morning, I think it was Brett was saying this morning, there's just nothing like his body. There's nothing like the church. I think there's nothing like the local church as well. There's something um, that's, that's irrepressible. And that, that spiritual knitting of arts is really amazing. So that, that has blown me away over the past 10 years. Thank you. What to say after that? Uh, basically, everything he said. But um, for me, it was just um, I felt like the Lord really moving here. Three months into it, we were really out of our comfort zone. It's like every single day we were stretched, and we are still being stretched. But it was just um, it was amazing to be with Adam and Ness and just. The stuff we went through, we just like, it was amazing. And then it was so nice to have Abby and Brett come. Just, you, you can just see God's hand on how it all worked out. And like he said, just knowing the prophetic words from before and seeing now what's happening, it's, it's incredible. And I, I'm grateful to be a part of it. And, yeah, I just feel like, uh, you know, Maybe I thought coming into HMPM I was going to be like chilled now. It was a, a wild ride. It is always. It's an adventure. And then, um, ach, yeah, I'm just so grateful. And when I look at D, and then I'm just, ah, there's Candace also. Come. <laughs> so Candace was also part of, our, of the plant from Sunningdale um, with Nestem. And wow, we've had some some really raw moments and crying and just being with each other. But it was really, like Jody said, um, family. And I think there is spe- something special about HMPM in just the way God has knitted our hearts together. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I want to say a lot of stuff, because, but I'm so grateful. And then I remember being in the mom's room, and I was chatting to Dee, and we were like, oh, when is your child born? And then, and then we realized our children are born on the same day. And just like, I can't believe it's been 10 years. And um, it's just so, I'm just grateful, very grateful to be here. <laughs> I was going to cry, but now my sister's here, so I can't. Thanks. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to tell you my whole testimony, but right at the end, I was at a point where I'd fallen far away from God, and, but I felt God called me back. So I searched for a church to go back to. I wanted to go back to a home. I think I tried but about 8 to 10, and I had an issue. It was probably me or the church. I don't know, but I had an issue with, with all of them. I was, one church I was there for a year and made no friends, and I'm pretty good at making friends. So I kind of just slipped out of there. No one called me. And uh, so I figured, okay, well, I can be one of those Christians that don't go to church. You know. By the way, biggest lie that you can never tell yourself. Don't do that. Um, and so one day my best friend, his name was Robbie, and he said, I've met this girl at gym. She's really cute. And I was wondering if you could be my wingman. So I said, okay, well, of course. Well, which pub is it at? <laughs> That's the first thing you ask. So I dress up like uh, best I could. And he said, actually, it's at a church. And I thought, I've got nothing against the church, so I'll go. I'll wingman you anyway. Uh, I'll just have tea instead of anything else. Um, 
so I got there, and I was like, okay, this Josh Jen church is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, your friend is pretty cute. It was actually Meg's sister. And uh, I was the worst wingman ever, because by the end of the night, I was bawling my eyes out, having visions. People were prophesying over me. The only thing that didn't happen was healing and demons, but everything else did. And, um, and I, th- I thought, like, this is my home. All those issues that I had at the other churches, I didn't see that here. I see all of you guys are sinners, but you're covered by the grace of God. And I was like, but that's me. I'm a sinner, but I'm also covered by the grace of God. And I felt so at home there. Um, and then the problem was a year later, after listening to awesome sermons by, by Lance and Sunningdale, um, I was asked to move to Edgemead and to, to join Adam. And I thought, but hang on, but if I had a problem with all these churches and I finally found a place that I, I feel like is my home, surely if I move to another church, I might not feel the same way. And that's why you'll hear people say the heart of Josh Jen it goes through all the congregations, and I can testify to that, where it was the same heart, it was the same feeling, the same warmth, the same feeling of home, just in a different building. Um, so it was an absolute pleasure to, to be here with Adam. Adam, you're humble, you did a fantastic job. A, a, a few things, a few teething issues, but I'm glad we went through that, because, because I got to learn that as well. You know, if, if we came in and everything was perfect, I wouldn't have learned much, except for your teachings, oops. But I mean, but to, to learn things with you and go through you, that, that's really grown me and I think some other people that are here. Okay. What? Do you want a five? No, no, five. Oh, oh. I should say so. I don't use unblock. No, 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 oh, yeah. I might look like a tomato today, guys. Um, yeah, so I'm going to get some people in trouble. Um, oh, maybe maybe uh, Andrew Byatt. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, Andy. So, oh, that's loud. Just watch again, Nevels. Um, so I've been a part of Josh Jane for about nine years, probably, and um, I was in the morning service for a while, and I might get a Robbie in trouble as well. Um, <clears throat> so I was. I was in the youth, and I was dating this girl. I wasn't in the youth, sorry, sorry. And um, her best friend went to the church, and she was invited, okay? And obviously, she invited, I'm going to go with. So I'm like, okay. So I meet all these nice people, and there's an elder in the morning service named Yuru. So I'm holding my, I'm my girlfriend's hand at the time, and he looks at me, and he goes, we don't do that here. And I go, Whoa. Okay, I ended up going back, it was fun, but I didn't know Jesus. Um, got saved, backslid, was in the morning service, I love the morning service guys, it's not their fault, it's my fault. Um, but then I was looking for a calm, God, God laid it on my heart, he said like, am I real to you? And I went, whoa, yes, yes you are. Okay, now I stopped what I was doing, went to the morning service and I said to Robbie, Robbie, I'm looking for community. Robbie's okay, he takes me to the back, he looks at the fridge, he goes, here's all the communities, and I'm like, okay. Went to play football at Edgemead Football Field one day, came to visit Edgemead evening because uh, my best friend was here, his name's Trevor, um, he's now deacon in Mossel Bay, I'm George, sorry. And um, he takes me to Andy, and he says, hey Andy, this guy's looking for a comm. And he goes, cool, you're joining my comm. So I was kidnapped from the morning service to the evening service by a one-legged man. <laughs> Um, and I mean, this is family, guys. I love it here. Um, I find Jesus here weekly. I find him at home as well. It's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, so all I can say is thanks, guys. Um, I don't think I'd be alive if you guys didn't pray for me that one day. So family came together. Family saved my life. Family saved my life twice. You guys rock. So while the next people come up, um, oh, Anita, nice. I'll do it after Anita. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. Well, I just want to tell you guys, um, I've had a lot of things happen in my life. One of them was years ago, I had my own family. Um, a lot of things happened in my life. 
lot of things that went wrong. And as a child, as small as these little bitsy babies, I prayed and I prayed to God and I said, please, there's two things in my life that I really want. Is one, give me a son and I will bring him up and make sure that he doesn't have the life that I have as a child. The second thing is that I wanted is to be happy. And um, that's just an indication of how I felt that moment when I was young. And my life went on, and I grew up quickly. And um, dear God was, the, God was there, and he helped me to be, um, grow up. And um, when I got married, I, I had my son. He gave me my son, and I called him Christopher. Now, Christopher means follower of Christ. So I did bring him up to the promise that I made as a young lady like this little one here. And um, I made sure that he knew everything about all Christian beliefs, Muslim, Buddhism, every single thing that there is. He knew God in every single way that the human species know of. He knew about everything. And then later, he was in a certain sense there to keep me on a straight and narrow way. And when God knew I was okay for the first time in my life, I was fine. He took my son away. My son died. And it was the most difficult thing for me to go through, to be alone, because he was my only son, and I was divorced also. And um, I had nobody. My, my, in, basically, in three years, I lost my son, I lost my mother, I lost my house, and I lost my father. And um, through my son, I actually met a friend of his. And um, he always told me, come to church with me, come to church with me. You were like the people there. They, they're just like what you want. They're just like a family. And one day I did come with, and that was Christmas Day, two years ago. I came and I was so glad I came because that day I really came to find that I have people here that's prepared to be my family, that accepts me. All of us have God in our life in a different, all of us sees him differently and all of us knows exactly what he does for us. But um, I at, late, at last realized that the one part of what I asked God when I was a child came through because I did have my child and I did give him, he did give me a son and I did give, make, give him the name Christopher. But the second part, it hasn't happened. So I made the mistake of thinking that being happy, I'll find it in the arms of a man. But it didn't work. I realized the happiness that I wanted all these years, I found it here in church. When I walked in here in church, that happiness that I had here, I never had with him. And I realized this is the happiness that I've always wanted since I was so small. I am not in, the, in, in this church for 10 years like a lot of you, but I am going now for a year and two months. But I must say thank you. You're giving me the family that I wanted, and you're giving me the acceptance that I wanted, and I have God in my life, and I'm not alone. Thank you, guys. Yeah, are you getting nervous, Wesley? <laughs> I think he's getting nervous. Have you guys spoken about this before? Okay. We, just, we, don't, want to, we don't want to make the same mistakes again. <laughs> okay, Whenever cool. I come up here, I think everybody wants to get the book. <laughs> um, okay, so when Brett mentioned last week, obviously whoever's got a testimony of what God's done in your life uh, since you've been in the church. So if you don't perhaps know us, uh, Wes and I have been together for 13-ish years. Um, we had our kids first, weren't really saved, drifted off the path completely, 
Um, and then Emma came along, which was also part of our testimony. And right after that, I gave my life to the Lord. And through that journey, eventually the Lord saved myself, saved Wesley. And one day we were in Com, and Abby came to us. <laughs> and Abby and Gerald came to us and said, yeah, we'd like to throw you guys a wedding. What do you think of it? And I'm like... Are you crazy? <laughs> well, maybe one day, you know. Um, <laughs> so they said, no, we'd like to, and Gerald was like, Gerald and sitting very peacefully at the back there, said, no, we want to make your wedding the service of the evening on a Sunday. And that was on the Wednesday, and they wanted to do it that Sunday. So we're like, this is a little bit too soon. <laughs> and we said, we don't have money and everything. And eventually they were like, okay, we had a chat with Brett and everybody, and they said, okay, next Sunday. So that's 10 days. <laughs> And we're like, we're going away the weekend. And they said, no, you go away. Just make sure you're back in time for the service at 4 o'clock on the Sunday. So we said, okay. We went ahead with it. And I think that is my fondest memory. And the biggest part, I think, uh, it was really cool to see how God worked and to see church family come along. So we were blessed with money. We were blessed with my wedding dress. We were blessed with food, decor. Everybody came forward because Brett asked the Sunday before that, everybody stuck up their hand and Brett said, no shorts in the service. Please come dressed appropriately because <laughs> it's a wedding. So we rocked up that Sunday. Within the 10 days, we had everybody in Josh Jen. I mean, Dee opened up our house for our kitchen tea. So we had our bachelors. We had kitchen tea. We had gifts. We had done everything. The whole wedding was planned and changed um in 10 days we rocked up at the church got back from a weekend in langabon and we got married that evening in church food everything was done and we had our honeymoon that we were blessed with so there is a little video i thought i'll just it's quite a long video so they're just going to show a short clip so i think it's really really cool to watch that and just see what church family is all about and how they come together and it's not about finances but we all just jump in and out so god's glory <laughs> The sun comes up, it's a new 
Amazing. So I think if I can remember correctly, we had like 250 people here that, that Sunday. And um, I was so stoked because Wesley's like, you're not preaching at my wedding. I'm preaching to my family and friends at my wedding. And he did. It was amazing. And I think out of that, Geordie eventually gave his life to Jesus and a few others. And so, yeah, it's just such a lack. And we were part of that. Hey, how kiff is that? Awesome. Andy. Hey guys, the people talking about those one-legged man, it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't me. Um, so I just want to give credits to Adam and Vanessa. Like, they planted, they were the best elders that we could have at the stage. Like, they did a really good job. So well done, guys. Like, well done. Okay. And uh, for us, like, it, this place was family for us. It really is family. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but Adam, Vanessa, and Brett, and... Um, Abby, the be- we've been through a few elders, a few leaders, and they're the best leaders we've had. So I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but between them, it's a close competition. But yeah, well done, guys. <laughs> um, so Cindy and I were not, were not married when we started coming to Edgemead PM. Um, and then soon after we joined, or soon after we planted, Andrew Sely came to preach. And for some reason, he came to speak to Cindy and myself, and he's... He's, he asked us, so what's on with you two? What's going on with you two? Are you married, dating? I said, no, we've been dating for like five years. And, um, and Andrew said, okay, either you need to get married or break up. You make a decision. So, I mean, it, it was a really good thing. We got married, obviously. And we have two, <laughs> we have two lovely girls. Um, but, I mean, for us, this place has been home. It's been family and direction and good leadership. So, yeah, thanks, guys. I remember the first leaders meeting it was like the first Sunday I preached we had a leaders meeting just before and we're sitting upstairs in the fishbowl and Trevor who is in George now he's naughty okay he's ripping his one leg off and I was sitting there going this, like, this is wild eh? I got so deep that night <laughs> I felt so sorry for you but now I don't sorry Gray we could call you Neil Anyways. where do you guys come from? Trying to, oh, wow. um, yeah, so friends often laugh when I say I'm an introvert because that's not who I am right now. Um, but coming from Sunningdale PM, um, I always hid in the back. Um, I arrived late. I would hide behind Glenn, and I would slip out early, so scared that people would start talking to me and I'd have to speak back to them. And, um, and then I hid behind the admin desk, and... I think when we were asked to plant with with Adam and them, one of the things God did was he pushed me so far out of my comfort zone before I had no ownership of a Sunday. I arrived, I left, and that was it. And um, when we planted, I realized I really had to step up and I had to to give what God had given me. And um, it was incredible how God joined us as the two communities. There was somebody for admin, there was somebody for worship, there was somebody for kids, and it wasn't that we were the best team or the strongest team or the most skillful team, but it never felt like we weren't. And um, yeah, God was just so gracious, um, and he gave us good models to imitate. And so for Adam and Ness and our first community leaders, Wacharit and Amra, is a lot of who we are today is because of what they modeled and what we saw in their lives. And um, I think, yeah, just to, to see what God can do when we make ourselves available is in being part of a plant, I realized that this was part of my story and I had to take ownership of my story. 
And um, yeah, it, it shifted something in my, in my perspective of my involvement, and it, it birthed something of devotion inside of me and something of understanding God's heart for the church. And, um, and it's just been incredible that as I've been faithful in stepping out, seeing how God is entrusting me with more, and seeing guys that started in our com that have surpassed us, that are now on eldership, and I'm going, that's a part of our story. And it's just, I want to encourage you to, to find, find the part of the body that God made you to be and be that well for his glory. Hey guys, um, so my family and I have come to, to Josh Jen for just over a year now. Uh, the process of, of picking a church was quite intense for me, uh, so, so I ended up making a checklist of things of what I want in a church. Um, so what I'd like to, to share with you guys is the identity that you showed me on day one of, of coming to Josh Jen. Okay, so this is my journal. <laughs> um, I'll, you're only allowed to read this one page. <laughs> So the first thing that I, that I had on my tick, uh, tick list was I wanted a Bible-based church. A family-based church was the second thing. The third one is a spirit-filled church. Uh, Outward-focused. A church that, that shows vulnerability, so vulnerability of their leaders and their people. Um, where it's radical and that it's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> That there's a radical thing, we're following Jesus no matter what people say. And that we're forever pointing people to God. We're not pointing people to us saying, come follow me. We're saying, follow my dad. And so, so in the very first com that we went to, that I went to, my wife was sick. So went to this com. So Brendan and son Marie uh, went to their com. Went home that day. The next day, Nico phones me. I don't know if Nico's here today. So Nico phones me out and me, says, dude, um, I need to call you out on something. So first day, met him. <laughs> He's like, your wife is sick. I say, yeah. He says, uh, the Bible says, he reads me a verse, I can't remember. You must phone the elder and you must get the elder to come pray for you. I'm like, that's not how this works. I say, you better come. If you say, I feel that God's going to heal my wife, come. So we like challenging each other. He drives through praise for my wife. <laughs> so that was my experience. Like all my tick boxes and like literally the first com, my first service, amazing. So for me, when I look at Josh Chen, that's the identity that I see. Uh, don't, don't show the photos just yet. Oh, Nina, with the girl. Uh, my testimony is really just to remind everyone who's known me for quite a long time the, what has happened. But I'm focusing actually just on my skin. <laughs> um, you know, I look, my skin is looking lovely now, so it's often difficult to know what it looked like. Okay, you can show what it looked like. I don't always like to look at those pictures, if it is. Um, Oh, wow, I'm all skewing that one. And there's a, yeah. So, thank you, Anton. <laughs> um, so, that was then. This is now. And it's Mama, probably Mama, six years in between. Mama. Mama. No, no, this big awkward. Um, but what can I... Okay, so what did I learn? Um, whenever leaders ask, do you want prayer? Say yes. And whenever I didn't want to go up, Francis is like, Nikki, you must go. So, go. It's whenever, whenever people, there was a time when every two weeks at community, but this was another thing, they said, can we pray for you? I'm like, no, you prayed last week. Like, can we pray? I'm like, no, you don't have to pray again. But go. It is good. It is so good. Um, I tried to keep hope. I often failed. Um, but I tried to keep hope. Believe say, no, no. Um, I didn't turn from God. I wanted to sometimes, but then I remembered Job. No. I, then I remembered Job, and Job never turned. He, he, he wanted to curse God, or he was told to curse God, but he didn't. Um, <laughs> um, 
And the last one, you don't know how much someone cares until you see how much they care. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, everyone. Okay, it was end of last year, I think, that I shared my testimony, so I'm not going to share everything again. But, yeah, I just want to say... I mean, literally being here at Josh Jane has saved mine, my husband, and family's life, honestly and truly. Like, and the, you know, things something that you know, maybe people think is so small. Um, I don't think Dee was here when I gave my testimony. I'm not sure, but um, I, I think we, we came here the one week. Okay, we were here, and I mean, look, a lot of different things happened. But um, that I think it was that week I went to fetch the children from school or something, and this lady comes up to me, hi Nicole, how are you? And whatever, and I'm like, wow, like, and I'm like, I still have to try and think, actually, where do I know from? And then, okay, from church. And like to me, that was just such a big thing. I mean, she had heart, like, we had literally just like met each other during church, and she like remembered my name, and she's asking how I am, and like, like to me, it was like, wow. Um, and yeah, I've I've, be, I've grew up in churches, been to many different churches, um, and. Yeah, I mean, you go to churches and, you know, people are lovely and they say, we must get together, we must do this, we must do that or whatever. And we always say, yeah, yeah, and it never, never ever happens. Um, whereas, yeah, like Wayne and I, I mean, someone says, we're going to get together. It's like that day, they on your case. They, you honestly, like the people here are so friendly, so loving. I've never in my life, I, I, said, to my, I said to Wayne when we left, I've never in my life come across a church with people that are so real and so loving. I mean, you go to other churches as well. I mean, look, I'm not running other churches down, not at all. Um, but, you know, you kind of don't want to share stuff. You feel like a bit judged. You know, people look at you. Whereas, yeah, literally, like, I mean, we feel so comfortable. I mean, I'm a sinner. I'm a real sinner. And, and I don't feel uncomfortable because I know you are all sinners. <laughs> You're all sinners. And, yeah, I mean, we just love each other. And it's, it's just amazing. And, yeah, by the grace of God, we are saved. And we're here to support each other. And it, it honestly... Being at this Josh, I mean, and like I said, we've been to many different churches. This is our, definitely the best church ever, 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 ever. It's made, it's made a huge difference in our lives, um, like you have no idea. So I want to say thank you to every one of you for your love and your support and everything. Yes, we go. Thank you. Okay, so I'm going to stand like this then. <laughs> There we go. Okay, so I'm a real newbie. I came in November. And a lot of people have spoken about in their testimony about their very first visit. And it's actually quite interesting how key that is. Uh, when I came, you guys had a bunch of people visiting from the City Bowl congregation because they had a, a marathon or something. And there was a girl there called Dana who brought a big painting that she had made during worship. And that painting really spoke to me. Um, it, uh, I saw things there, which I don't know if anybody else did, but I saw a tunnel and I thought, oh, Lord, am I going into a hard time? <laughs> and the Lord instantly said to me, no, you're coming out. And I looked at it and I said, okay, well, what does coming out look like? And so I looked at the painting more and more. There was a bird with an egg, so that is fruitfulness. There were flames, so that is uh, worship and prophetic. And I immediately got that little bubble of excitement. And so my first experience here was that. Thank you. Hey, guys. So uh, we weren't fortunate enough to be part of the plant, but we joined a couple of years after. Been here for quite a couple of years. So, But uh, when I was... Uh, was listening to Nikki speak, I was so convicted, I just felt I had to share this. So, I mean, we've been in Joshin for quite a while, and we've seen quite a, um, well, in our family alone, a couple of miracles already. Um, but this is prior to joining this uh, this uh, congregation. I mean, my back, I've, I've two years ago I had a back, back operation, but before that I had another rupture disc, and I was set up to have an operation. I went to a men's meeting one morning. I'm not going to, I won't. This is prior to us joining the congregation, so it's out of scope. But um, my back was instantly yielded at men's meeting. I couldn't walk in, and I was basically doing cartwheels out of there. So the power of God. And the, that afternoon, I strapped running shoes on just to cement it in so that the enemy couldn't steal it from me. 
Anyway, subsequently, a couple of years later, I did have to get an operation on a different desk, but that's probably just Brendan being Brendan. So there we are. But, uh, and and my, um, my youngest son uh, he actually was born with a birth defect. I don't know if a lot of people know this. And one evening at worship, uh, so the doctor told us, uh, go home for the weekend, but he's probably going to have to get an operation to correct it. And, but the doctor said, like, he's six weeks old. I don't want to operate on a six-week-old baby. Go home the weekend if he doesn't like, because he was like vomiting all the time. Because he had, a, he had a constricted valve at the bottom of his stomach, so basically all the food goes in, but none of it gets absorbed. So he was basically dying if he didn't go to an operation. And um, at worship that evening, like Rian just said, let's just all pray. And we prayed together, and the weekend came and gone. We basically slept with him upright to, <laughs> to bolster his chances of not throwing up. And one day came, and praise God, he didn't have to get the operation. But, uh, but what, I, what I want to talk about in terms of miracles is that uh, a couple of years ago, my brother-in-law, so I didn't have an older brother or younger brother, so when my sister started dating Bernard, I instantly got an older brother. Wish granted, right? So he's been my older brother for like forever, since I was 15, which is yonks ago. And uh, <laughs> I'm that old. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I just remember the afternoon, 5 o'clock, I got a call from my sister. My brother-in-law had been diagnosed with a brain tumor. And um, they just moved out to go and um, serve at the church in Oatswin. Oatswin. And um, I was gutted. I mean, wish granted. And all of a sudden, people are telling me he's got eight months to live. He's got two years to live if he's lucky. And what I want to say in terms of testimony is that this is basically where I had to grow up in, in God. This is where people came around me. I was, like, shattered. And um, family just came around. And we prayed every Tuesday for six months. Six months probably, every Tuesday. And Nikki was at one of those evenings, at least I remember it. And the thing is, what I want to say is that nobody can stand alone. And in that moment when we were downtrodden and we were kind of, I don't want to say given up, but you were like um, uh, provided with orders, you know, people are going to die that you love. And everybody just came around and prayed with us for like six months. So this is a congregation that pulls, pulls together and prays every Tuesday for six months, there was a massive group of people at my house praying. And um, you know, in that process, I grew a lot, grew up a lot in the Lord. But what I want to say is, there's miracles today. People are, are just not looking in the right places if they don't see them. I mean, God is on the throne. And uh, today, my brother-in-law is still serving God in every which way. He's like 80, 90% recovered. People said he was going to die in eight months. So he still has the brain tumor, but it's totally arrested. The point is like, God is sovereign, God moves, and God listens to our prayers. And it was amazing to see how everybody came together and just prayed together every week for six months. So so thank you, guys. I mean, we owe everything to this congregation. We're, it's just it's a place where life happens, and the messiness of life is not, I don't want to say celebrate, but it's taken into account, and there's so much love. So thank you, everybody. Okay, so those of you who don't know, I'm Anya. A um, couple of years ago, I visited Josh in Sunningdale. And um, just because a friend from work, she used to go there and she said, you know, like, come with. And I said, okay, I'm not too sure about churches because I've been hurt a lot and so on. But I would go. Um, and I visited there for a couple of times. And then there was the first camp, like the big camp. I, don't, I can't remember what you call it. God stop camp. So just um, Wesley and Michelle, I don't know them from a bar of soap, they came to pick me up, went with on the camp, um, and they made me like just feel so at home. And um, yeah, for some time I visited, and then I was like getting cold feet. And the one Sunday I went to Sunningdale, and I said to the Lord, I don't know. Am I in the right place or am I not? Is this where you want me? So as I parked the car um, in front of the building, he said to me, what is your son's initials? So I'm like, JG. He says, no, but what's standing right in front of you? And there stood Josh Jen and said, what's the initials? I said, oh, my goodness, it's JG. And that was, for me, that was enough confirmation of that's where I needed to be. And I was very excited at that point, but the traveling in and out from Goodwood to there was quite hectic. Um, so eventually I thought, I 
heard that there was an edge meet PM, and I'm very close. So I thought, okay, the one Sunday night I would come and visit. And your family, this is like people were so friendly and kind. Don't know me from a bar of soap. Kyle, Megan, you took me in right from off the bat, slotted in there. And um, it went well for a while, and then I got nervous, and I got, you know, like this thing of something's going to go wrong somewhere along the line. It, it always does. So, you know, I've always been trying to keep a back door open just in case the pawpaw eats the fan and I can just make a quick escape. Um, come from a broken, broken family, so I don't really know what family is, but I'm learning this here. So, in this last couple of months, God was really like pushing on my buttons and saying to me, you know what, you need to commit. Relationships are going to be messy, but they're going to be good. You cannot grow if you become complacent. So there's going to be a rubbing together, and you know, you're not going to always like what everybody else does or says, but I can tell you that this family, um, and I can mention a few people, quite a few people, and I'm going to mention all of you because you're going to be challenged, you're going to be prayed for, you're going to be blessed, you're going to be reprimanded or whatever if it comes to that, but you're going to find family, you're going to find people that accept you just the way you are. You do not have to change yourself, you do not have to pretend something to be, just be who you are, because you are loved, because God is here, and there's no doubt about it. Hi, I'm Kimberly. Um, some of you do know me. We've visited a lot of comms. Um, we came to this church looking for a church, and uh, we came a couple of times, and I just prayed, and I just said, Lord, I need to know that this is the right church that I need to be in because we didn't want to make a life-changing decision and move from the church we were in because we were in Edgemead AM. That night... Um, Laureen actually came to me. She didn't even recognize me where I was worshiping because I never went up front in worship in AM. She came to me and said to me, the Lord is happy you are back. And that night, Brett actually prophesied over us as well. And then I knew this is where I need to be. This is where and every com community we visited, we felt so, so loved in every one of them. It was very difficult to choose but we did choose one in the end. We went, we're in San Marie and, and Brendan's community now. But it was amazing how much love we felt just in this. We haven't even been here, I don't even three, three, three months. And it's just amazing. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. My name is Anton. Right, like, there we go. Um, keep it short and sweet. I was part of the original church plant with Adam and of other two communities with Andrew. I remember we, we set it up AV with like a projector and a laptop and just had to carry this chadunta around to get everything working. But um, for me, what I want to share about is just my testimony and of how God was just so patient with me, how God molded me over the years, how he God was just so faithful in doing a massive, massive work in my heart. From being agnostic, not really believing in God as such, because I knew if I took God seriously, then I had to change, and I was too stubborn to change because I liked being myself at the time. But long story short, I brought to the end of myself, and I was just in a place where my strength wasn't enough. And I uh, was with Kevin Sumner and Andrew, uh, invited me to church uh, in Sunningdale. And within a space of three months, I was just dragged by the whole momentum of the group. I wasn't even with, like, Shanghai, pretty much. But uh, it's okay. I'm, I'm in it. Um, and just through that journey from being a baby Christian to meeting my wife to getting married, that whole... I just want to give God all the praise and all the glory. It's like it's only because of people in the church that's completely sold out to God, that's 
believes God is real and God is good, that I'm the man that I am today. So I just want to say thank you to the congregation and thank you to everybody that, that knows me, that speaks into my life, and, and to thank you to my wife and everybody else. Awesome. Amazing. Um, so there have been a few people mentioned, and just I think Jody kicked it off, um, where I want to read um, some names of the guys that have been through our congregation and where they are now. And it's almost like our inheritance is everywhere. Um, so you've got Jacques and Kim, who are deacons in his, his love church, where Pam is right now in Kimberley, which is amazing. And so they were part of us. We've got Bernard and Simone, who have been mentioned, who are elders in Oatswaran. We've got Trevor and Esther, deacons and George. We've got Dane and Claire. And man, they had an interesting, a very interesting journey. They're actually leading a church in uh, Pretoria, City on a Hill in Pretoria now. And how much of that is God's redemption? <laughs> it's so cool. We've got Gareth and Amre who are deacons, I mean, sorry, elders in Durbanville. We have Gavin and Robin who are leaders, uh, in a, they're leaders in a church plant in Amsterdam. We've got Darren and Danal in London. We've got the Mayer family who we miss dearly in New Zealand. And we've also got Nick and Edith who's actually working in a church in New Zealand. And those are just a handful of people that we could come up the top of our heads, and probably more that we've forgotten, that God is doing something here amongst us, but he's also doing something in the nations through us, which is amazing. And so I wanted to say it is a privilege to to be here uh, with you. And I think all the things we've heard is only by the grace of God. It's no one person. It's no group of people. It's actually God's spirit working and moving in us. And so as we, maybe we'll, we'll do one or two worship songs, because shame, the, the worship guy's been here since early. I said to Brendan, dude, how are you going to take it? You know, like if we don't know worship, and he was like, you will do worship, you know. So I'm like, we'll do some worship. So the guys are, and so before I do that, um, I've only been here four years. I, well, this is going into our fourth year, and I do want to honor a few people. Um, so Gerald and Tracy, who are there, are now not there anymore. Hopefully we didn't miss the rapture. Um, there are. Um, there was one stipulation, uh, two stipulations, that I would only move. <laughs> I was a little naughty. I would only move from Sunningdale to Edgemead if three people came with me. Two of them were Gerald and Tracy, and without them in my life, we wouldn't be able to do what we've done. And then the other was Jazz, who's sitting right next to them. And that was my only stipulation. We're happy to be here, and they have been amazing. You don't often see them, but if they weren't in my life, Abby and I would be dead. And so, love you guys. So much. And I don't know where Gerald is, but love him too. And, uh, and here comes Gerald. <laughs> He's missed his moment to shine. And uh, hopefully Gerald and Tracy will move into the area pretty soon. We're trusting for a home for them. And then we're going to see something amazing happen. Um, Gerald, you missed the whole honoring and stuff, bud. Sorry, awkward. I don't even remember what I said, so love you. It doesn't count. And then Monaki. Son to me, bud. Love you with all my heart. And in the last three or four years, you've just been, you're my man. You're my man. And I really love you, buddy. I just wanted to honor you as well. You know, just um, all you're doing. I think God's got great plans for you and your bulky. And uh, watch this space, eh? Love you, man. And uh, sure. Yeah, look how ready he's going. So, so, Brendan, worship guys, come up. Kids, moms and dads, you've gone well today. Thank you. Kids, it's lucky to have you with us. We're going to just do a few worship songs and uh, maybe just uh, just pray. Stand, let's stand together. I'm sure your bums are as numb as mine are. Um, and that's why we have chairs. Um, just uh, sing a few songs. Kids can go. Is it t- is that time? Can't we just keep the kids in? Wouldn't it be cool if we just keep the kids in? It's one or two, one or two songs. Why not? Get rid of them. Don't do that. So, Father, thank you for just all these testimonies of your goodness, of your grace, of your mercy. Thank you that you, the head of your church, that you're building your church, Lord, that none of us would be here if it wasn't for you. So, Father, even as we've celebrated by hearing testimonies, Lord, we want to just celebrate with one or two songs before we eat together. Lord, I just pray that you will just continue to move and work in our midst, Father. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for redeeming us. Thank you for sanctifying us daily. Thank you for knitting us together as a family 
sons and daughters, moms and dads in your kingdom, Father. And Lord, we're looking forward to the future. We're looking forward to how you continue to work in us. All the people you're going to bring into our lives, Lord. We want to thank you for your provisions. Thank you for just your mercy that are new every day, Father. And so, yeah, we want to praise you and give you honor and glory and say that you are the King of kings and the Lord of yours. You are our Redeemer. You are our head. And we just want to bow our knees, our hearts, our minds, our everything to your glory, Father. And so we love you. We love you, God. Brendan, time to shine. So I've been, uh, we've been celebrating 2012 tonight, basically. But I've been feeling the whole week God's telling me to worship like it's 2018. So, so if you're at the back, come to the front. Let's do this. heavens, the moon and stars you set in motion 